I mean, yeah. I understand why I signed them up for it. Yeah. But I had set this pattern of this is what we do. And when you turn four, you start this. When you turn five, you start this. And so all of a sudden, I've got my fifth kid mm-hmm. in soccer. I'm literally watching her just run cluelessly up and down the field, Dancing. picking a random wildflower, oh gosh, talking, talking to, to her friends. friends. And I'm like, oh what am I doing? Are you looking for real life, tried and true tips and tricks to help with all the nitty gritty stuff of mom life? Well, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Mom Force. Okay, guess what? It's back to school time. It's officially back to school. My it's, kids are back to school. It is insane. My kids too, and my <laughs> including my tiny little kindergartner. Oh, so back to school. Mixed emotions, Mixed. but <laughs> mostly I'm ready to get back on a schedule because this summer was a willy nilly. You know, the idea is to just cancel all the regular lessons and all the regular standing appointments and just have like calm, chill, relaxed summer. But yeah, the reality in your is, dreams. I know, the reality is mama still has to work. And so scrambling to find things for the kids to do all summer long, late camp, space camp, space camp, any, any camp, kind, any, anyone, anyone want to camp with my Any kind of athletic <laughs> camp that's got an opening. Oh, yes. It was like reinventing the wheel every single week. And summertime feels like it should be schedule free. Yeah, but the reality is we need a schedule. So back to school means getting back on a schedule. Yes, even if you're just easing into it like us. Our piano teacher, have you gotten a hold of her? Yes, she's full. She is? No. She is. I literally almost cried this morning when she responded and saying, I'm so, so sorry, but all my slots are full. Okay, well, I might have another contact. She was good, though. She was. Okay, give me another contact. But yeah, all of you moms that are on the ball have probably got all of your stuff scheduled. Mm -hmm. Um, But for Shelly and I, who are still trying to figure it out, we're going to be talking today on this episode about schedules. Schedules. Kids' activities in particular. And sharing some of our tips and tricks, things that we have learned and are still learning. I feel like I'm learning from these older sisters of ours. They've been doing this for a long time. 24 years, 18 years, they've been scheduling. My oldest is 11, so we are just trying to figure this out still. So I can't wait to share what I've learned and Vanessa. I've been doing it for 24 years and I am still learning. I'm still making mistakes. Let's set the timer. Let's just get going. You know, we're from a family, a large family of 12 kids and mom scheduled things for us when we begged Mm -hmm. and basically signed ourselves, signed signed ourselves up for like, I remember doing that with dance. Showtime dance studio. Yes. And with softball, I Mm -hmm. really want to play. And I basically had to get my own rides to softball too. But if we did persist, we, I was, I basically did every single sport. That was really cool about mom. If you did ask and you did, you got the signups and you got the phone number and you knew exactly how much she needed to write the check for. She would let you try things. I did everything. I did softball too. I didn't know you did. Yeah. Okay. I love softball. Did you do basketball? I did once in junior high. Yeah. Okay. Well, this, it helps in junior high. So you did a school sport, right? Yeah. yeah. That's easy because it's at school, not the like comp sports. Yeah. Oh, that's true because comp sports. Hey, let, different let's thing. dig right into this first tip that I have yes, here. Yes. Okay. As we're thinking about scheduling our kids' mm-hmm. activities, I like to tell the kids they can do one athletic thing and one creative thing, which okay. typically has been like a sport and music. For uh, for athletic. I'm a music person. Yes. So and then music I make all my creative. kids do music. Okay. But Declan, didn't you say Declan doesn't want to do piano? I don't know. What are you going to do about well, that? He didn't want to do it, but I said he was doing it anyway. But now yeah. that Kimberly is yes. full and can't teach, as I was thinking about this creative, it doesn't have to be music. Yeah, it doesn't. It could be art. Yes. Or theater, which I don't think he's interested in. Or there's in. a or, cooking class, by the way. There's another cooking class. He would the, love that. At the um, rec center. We should look into oh, that. He loves cooking. So yes. that, that would be a creative. Creative. Thing. Yeah. Coding. Coding. He loves coding. Yes. He's good at coding. Didn't, do, he, didn't he do a coding camp? He did. He did it last summer. He loves it. So maybe I should 
let go of music. Yeah, broaden the horizon on the creative end. <laughs> let him do. He'll keep his dexterity on his fingers if he's coding. This for is a piano. true. This is yes. true. But the idea behind this tip, this hot tip, is that you won't get overscheduled, right? Yes. If you just say one sport and one, one creative. creative. But the thing is, is sports these days, it's not just like junior high basketball. Yeah. Or softball. Rec softball. Yeah. It's like comp, everything. Yeah, <laughs> it true. takes up, it's like practices every day and travel yes. tournaments. And you're, you're sacrificing like family vacation and holidays for that. I mean, didn't you? We've done that. Yes. We didn't went, you do that? For, we went to San Diego for Thanksgiving yeah. last year because of a soccer tournament. So and that op- takes real commitment. It does. So maybe if when you're, if you're trying to have a good life balance mm-hmm. <laughs> with your family life, with your kids' activities, limiting to, you know, maybe one sport and one creative thing to help, you know, create a well-balanced, well-developed child yes. um, is a good way to look at it. But then also, what kind of sport are we looking at? And even dance. Dance can be take over your life. Totally. I mean, I'm trying to get Goldie into a local dance studio here and they, she needs an assessment because she hasn't been to dance in three years. And then she'll have to take like four different dance classes in order to be at the level that she needs to be at yeah if you want to take what is the class oh contemporary mm-hmm. you also have to take ballet and jazz both i'm pretty sure no i i can't do that so i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you about a dance studio okay. that i love here it's a no pressure dance studio that's how they build themselves okay okay so like my it. girls who are 16 and 14 who haven't been dancing since they were three and aren't interested in putting in 20 hours a, a week in dancing and not because that dancing isn't worth it but they have other things they've got singing other, yes. they have acting they just don't have enough time and you don't either. So Studio K is what it's called here in Orem. Okay, but, I wanted um, to know that. For you that you people that don't live here in Orem, Google a no pressure dance studio. See if there's one near you. I love it because you can just sign up for the class. Mm-hmm. They get to do a variety of dance. They do modern tap and jazz. And it's an hour and a half a week. And, and when you told me about this the first time, you said that um, you didn't have to be a part of the program, like the, the recital. Uh, recital. So that will be good because for some reason, my Hazel has... Anxiety. Anxiety. Yeah, it's crazy. So that I think this is a good set. So I I love that tip. That's a great tip. So if you want to schedule your kids and activities, maybe think about balancing the athletic mm-hmm. and the creative, but then also looking at do we want to be we want comp mm-hmm. soccer or competitive dance to take over our life? Because the other thing that I personally have to be careful of. Well, and you have so many kids, so you have you've got to just be conscientious of how you're scheduling your life anyway. Because my schedule's out of control. Totally. Honestly, I've got seven kids. I only have oh my gosh, as of today. I know Vanessa, don't cry. Okay. I'm going to cry. <laughs> this is insane. Oh two. I have two more kids moving out of my house today. Right I will only have three kids starting tomorrow. Starting, no, starting tonight. Vanessa. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, deep breath. I will have three kids living at home. It's going to be a better year this year because the plus side of having kids moving out, mm-hmm. I have fewer people living in the house. Mm-hmm. But we also, we dropped mountain biking. My girls mm-hmm. were on a competitive mountain biking team, and they've dropped that. And they also dropped their choir. They were which in the Voice Children's lot, Choir, yes. which they loved. But it was a lot of rehearsals and a lot of performances because we all were feeling so stretched thin. Every night, we could hardly have family dinner. Dinner. So we made some hard choices. We dropped some things that they love uh, so that we can have more family time. Yes. Okay, so this goes into one of my tips, which is scheduling in family time. So if you want to have family dinners, then you need to make sure that all of the practices and everything are either before or after dinner. Which is, that's really hard to do though, because these coaches are scheduling practices often in sports around their schedule and they work all day. So then they they schedule them in the the hours where you're trying to be home from work and with your family and having dinner. Okay. So if you're, if, okay. So if dinner isn't going to work through baseball season, then 
like my husband during our family meetings on Sunday, which that's another that's another tip that we're going to talk about in a minute. He decided that he's going to take one of the kids every week to lunch. Uh-huh. That's an idea. You can't make dinner okay, a priority so- through a certain time of a sport, then you could you could make another priority, whether it's Saturday morning brunch or... So family dinners aren't going to work during baseball season, so yeah. we are going to do lunch dates with dad. Yeah, lunch dates or with dad. Or Saturday brunch. I love um, that Saturday brunch. But, I, but the point is, I listened to this couple who they founded a company and we were just kind of asking questions and we said, how are, how are you able to like keep family life fun and exciting and be able to run a business together? And he said, we have to actually schedule in the family time because work, whether you own your own business or whether you just have a heavy workload, will fill in all the cracks. Yeah. This is the analogy where you put, you know, big rocks in a jar yeah. and then you're like, I can't fit another rock in here. Yeah. But then if you pour sand in that jar, it can fill in all the Everything. cracks. Everything. Yeah. How does that apply to this? I don't know, <laughs> but it's a cool analogy. No, it I makes went you all realize the way through it. That there is more room in there. We can there be smarter is. about how we plan our days. And yes. honestly, as moms, we have to take control. We have to grab the reins and we say, do. whoa, whoa, whoa. Because I don't know about you, but I've got kids with different personalities. Yeah, well, no, totally. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> yeah. Yes, we all have kids with different, different personalities, but one of mine, Claire, yes. wants to do everything. She yeah, wants to I've do one of those. The sports and the dance and the singing and the theater. And she wants to take cello lessons and voice lessons and piano lessons. And literally, she would be booked from sunup to sundown. And now uh, she's driving, so she just might be. <laughs> I, know I know. I'm going to put her on my schedule, especially now that I know Kimberly's not able to do anything. I might add voice to her list because I'm I am oh. going to hire her to come and help the hire kids Claire with, yes I want to have her come once a week and help my kids as an acting coach Ooh, she would love yes, that right and if Kimberly can't help with voice and maybe I could add like a 30 minute a week a little voice voice lesson, lesson which, okay this is we keep talking about Kimberly who we loved who was yes. our piano teacher she also taught voice this is the one of the things that we loved about her she came to our house this yes. is another hot tip yes yes even if you have to pay a little bit more have a teacher come to your house. Yeah. It is it cuts out the time, the driving time. For me, I like to be able to listen in on the lesson. I I there's no way with my schedule that I can go to all the kids' lessons and sit there. Yeah. I tried doing that when we first moved here and it was just like it was killing me. It was yeah. killing us all. It's too much. So find a teacher who can come to your house. Yes. Okay. Cousin Claire would love to come to your house yes. and teach your girls. Perfect. Um, but the point I was trying to make is that Claire would say yes to everything. And when we first moved to Utah six years ago, I was blown away with the variety of activities that were available. In Florida, it just it there wasn't yeah. it was like sports, the piano teacher. I, I think I had found a voice teacher. But here there was cooking lessons and sewing lessons and there was knowledge bowl and there was – There was it, a play every It quarter. was like endless. Yeah. And it was so exciting because she was making new friends and, and getting to you know explore all these new things. And because in our neighborhood there were like so many kids her age. There was carpools for everything. So it felt easy on me. To so, sign her up. Because there was a carpool for it. And yeah. so I would say, okay, yes, yes, yes. And then, then we, were never, then never, we were dying. Then you never see your kids. <laughs> I know. And as much as she loves being busy, it takes a toll. On everybody. And school. Because then think about school. If you're if they're busy every day after school, yeah. when are they getting their schoolwork done? Okay, so this reminds me of one of the quotes from the mom force. Liesl says this. She says, in my opinion, kids need a chance to be kids. They need time to play without being instructed by an adult. They need time to be bored. I think it's important to not... Not have an extremely busy schedule so there's time for spontaneity and free play. Okay, so this is my mantra. I love to be able to have a couple of down days. That's what we did last year. I'm doing it this year too. 
Last so year we you had just yeah, because I want to be able to have a canyon day. I want to go out to dinner with my kids. My kids want to just hang out and do a play date. I've got homebody children. They want to come home and be home. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I asked Hazel what she wanted to do this year as far as extracurricular, and she said nothing. And I'll be able to keep her busy at home with babysitting and you know things around the house. But I think I'm going to honor that. I mean, she says she doesn't yeah. want to do it. I'm I'm going to say okay, let's try it. Let's try an off year for her because different personalities, right? Right. And you know what? If you if you think back to that, you know, that framework I said about something physical and something creative, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be an organized sport. Yeah, that's true. It, you can you get physical activity every day, like family have, bike rides or going for walks around or yeah, jumping and, on the trampoline. Okay, so Meta's mom lives in my neighborhood and she is not in terribly good health. Meta's uh-huh. one of our friends and she has a little dog that she has to walk. I could tell her that this yeah. is a service that she's going to do. She can go over and walk Kirsten's dog. I'm thinking of these ideas. Yeah, as we this sit here. Okay. So, so when we think about kids' activities in schedules, they don't have to necessarily be organized activities. Yeah. But I want to keep in mind that I want to schedule in the family time too. Yes. And can I tell you about one rule that I started following when Claire was five? So, oh, yes, yes, yes. So I know. Claire, mm-hmm. my daughter Claire, who's 16, when she was five, she really, really wanted to play soccer. All of our kids played soccer at a young age. And so, of course, I signed her up for soccer because when Calvin, my oldest, was four, I signed him up for T-ball. When Lakin was four, I signed her up for first ballet. I well, mean, my okay, kids so have those been are doing... your two oldest kids. Yeah. And you didn't have seven kids at this point. No, it's true. I was anxious to get out of the house and, yes. and have so them like explore time, new different things. Situation. So you, I had... didn't have other siblings to play with at home. Yeah. So I'd set that pattern. I mean, I understand why I signed them up for it. Yeah. But I had set this pattern of this is what we do. And when you turn four, you start this. When you turn five, you start this. And so all of a sudden, I've got my fifth kid Mm -hmm. in soccer. And I'm like killing myself to get there with my other babies and with my big kids. And I'm literally watching her just run cluelessly up and down the field, picking a random wildflower, talking talking to to her friends. friends. And I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. What am I doing? She doesn't care about soccer. She just wants to be outside playing with her friends. And then at the time I was reading this book, I can't remember what it's called. I have to look it up, but, um, and I'll link it in the show notes, but it was a book about raising big families. Cause at that time I had, I guess I had all seven kids. Yeah, you did. And I was looking for (laughs) tips and tricks on how to manage big families. And one of the chapters in that book was about kids activities. And it was just this huge aha moment when I read this, the author said, that their family rule was no kid activities until they were eight years old. That kids under eight, they were going to be busy enough and entertained enough at home with mm-hmm. all the goings and, and, and tagging along with their siblings for things. And that I would not have agreed with that when Calvin was my yeah, totally. was little. But at that point in my life, I was like, oh, my goodness. And it was so it was like permission to say. No, we don't no, need to we're do not this. Doing this. Yeah. And so, well, and I think some people would disagree. I know that there was a quote from a, a mom on Mom Force that said oh, that they, yeah, right. There was a whole thread on this topic, and actually, um, Chelsea. This is what Chelsea says about it. She says, "I start my kids young. It teaches them so much more than a sport. And I like being busy. I get stir crazy at home with three littles, and they love it. And if I didn't like it, I would stop. We've made so many friends. My kids have learned a lot about listening to authority and teamwork and making new friends and how to be a good sport and how to keep trying and." not giving up when things are hard for us it works but i agree every family's different and do what works for you so my eight and up trick that i learned yes. it might not be for everyone but i'm just throwing it out there as like one of the tricks that i learned and i wish i had learned it sooner yeah. because declan 
didn't start piano at five, like all my other kids. He started when he was 10. Yeah. And he flew through all the books. Like in yeah. one year, he flew through what the kids did for three years. Well, at five, you're having a hard time reading, let alone reading music. <laughs> I know, but I, you know, do you see what I'm yeah, saying? I know what you're saying. If, if you moms out there are feeling like you've got to start right now when they're like five or six so that they can have a, a, ch- a shot at, you know, being, being professional. <laughs> well, not even being professional, but just to be on track. I'm just saying maybe you don't need to give into that pressure. Maybe it's okay to wait later because Declan's an example of that starting yeah. piano at 10. However, with sports, the way that our nation is so crazed about like professional, professional sports yeah. and like year round sports, I do see more and more that like if you don't start and you pick a sport young enough in like really specialize in that, you might not be able to play in high school. But maybe that doesn't really matter. There's there's a quote from Laura on the mom force. She says that they start younger. Her kids are five and nine. She says that when they're young is the prime time for exploring a variety of sports. If they yeah. start too late, they will find that other kids are years of foundation ahead of them and may not have the opportunity to truly explore multiple interests before the activities reach a competitive level. And I think it is important to try there a variety of things that, to figure definitely. out what you really love. And so maybe you do have to start when you're young so that your kids, like Henry decided that baseball was not for him when he was like eight yeah. because he'd been playing. He played soccer. He played baseball. And he decided after, you know, doing a variety of things, by the time he was eight, he chose soccer. So there's definitely merit in that. But the thing is, like, how many of our kids are really going to be professional athletes? And in fact, Tyler, Erica's yeah. husband, he played in the NFL. Yeah. And didn't he start in like high school? I think it wasn't until like ninth grade that he didn't start playing Football. Yeah. Okay. So he and then he went on to BYU and he was a star at BYU and then he was drafted yeah. the NFL. Yes. So I if mean, your kid is destined for greatness, he can, will be there. Yes. So maybe waiting to have Dan Declan start piano at ten, maybe he'll, he'll maybe improve his chances of being a concert, a concert pianist. pianist. Yeah, I doubt it. I doubt it. Oh, All right, guys. I think we're out of time. I didn't I even hear the timer are. go off. But um, oh, JK, there it is. Lots of ideas. Lots of thoughts on this. Come over to the Mom Force Facebook group. If you haven't already joined, we want you to join in on the conversation there. There are so many amazing moms there sharing their hot tips and tricks. But just as a reminder, our Shelly and I, our yes. tips and tricks for scheduling kids' activities. Mine, the eight and up rule, maybe yes. wait until they're eight. Yeah, and that doesn't mean that you can't let them here and there go out and play baseball or kick the soccer ball around to see yep. if they like it. Tip number two, keep a down day. And <laughs> and honor what the kids want to do. If they don't want to have a scheduled, a clogged up schedule too, let them have a free year. But if you have a Claire like I do and they want to do all the things, maybe limit them to two things. This is my other tip. Something physical and something creative. And it doesn't have to just be music. And then we didn't talk about this, but family meetings. Sorry. So we now do a Sunday meeting. It's called, my husband just named it, the Hide Happenings. <laughs> and we have a calendar that has all of our built-in things throughout the week. When school starts, when school's out. And then the kids help fill in the fluff in between through things at, that are happening at school, projects that are due. And it's good on Sunday because it starts the week off and we're all on the same page. And my husband feels like he knows when he needs to be home because I have a lash appointment or yep. the kids, you know, have a soccer game or whatever it is. Yep. That, so syncing on Sunday is really, really helpful. I think having a regular family meeting is awesome. There were some people in the, in yeah. the mom force. Vivian. Facebook. Yeah. Vivian. 
This is what she says. Go through everyone's schedule for the week on Sundays so your kids know what days they're free and can have play dates or when they have projects or other things due. Then she writes it all down on a large wall calendar and she says it's so helpful for everyone to know what's going on. We also let our kids help pick out dinners for the week so they can't complain about what's for dinner. That is so, so smart. smart. And this is just proof right now that you guys need to head to the Mom Force Facebook group. Join in. Share. Like, I, here I am learning. I'm learning from <laughs> Vanessa. I'm learning from Vivian. I'm learning from Liesl. Everybody's teaching me here. So get over to the Mom Force Facebook group. We'd love to have you over there. And we're also going to post a direct link to this podcast episode in the Mom Force Facebook group. So it'll make it super easy for you to share. And if you know a mom who's just got this figured out and, and yes. runs like a well-oiled machine, please send them our way. We want to hear yes. all of her tips A and mom too. or a not mom. I had a text from one of my girlfriends who doesn't have a baby and she says, "I she's been trying to have kids for 10 years. She says, I'm the biggest Mom Force fan and I'm not even a mom. Oh, but I think this is just it's just a good time over there. We get good good information, good golden nuggets. <laughs> and I hope we never sound way. preachy because we do not know what we are doing. No, and we're fact, just trying to figure it out. This, we're we're holding on to the before 50, we 15 second bull ride. Before we started recording this morning, I sat here bawling my eyes out <laughs> talking about how I do not have my stuff together. But, she did, but she pulled it together and here we are. You guys were we're all in it together. together. Is that how that means? I don't know. <laughs> but thank you so much for having me on, Vanessa. Yeah, love you, sis.